Well, good morning, church. I've been asked to speak to you today, uh, continuing in our series on living during times of uncertainty, um, which we are all aware that we are in. Uh, my title for today's message is The Grace of Uncertain Times. And the reason I've called it that is because I'm absolutely convinced that there is a favour and a grace that comes from God when we live in times of uncertainty. And in actual fact that we are perfectly placed as Christians to live in times of uncertainty. We can live in uncertain times because we believe and trust in a certain God. A God that never changes, that's never failed us and has seen everything before and everything that's going to come ahead. And so I really believe that we can be encouraged this morning. I really believe that God's put a message on my heart to help us understand what it means to live in times of uncertainty and how we can have a very positive outlook and um, we can really thrive during times of uncertainty and there's a grace that comes on us during times of uncertainty. I want to break this down into three different sections, three things that we can do to help us live with the, uh, in grace and, um, and favour during times of uncertainty. How can we live in the grace of uncertain times. One of the definitions when I was looking up grace, because that was the word that came to me, seems odd to be talking about grace when it comes to a global pandemic and when it comes to whatever time of uncertainty we might find ourselves in, because grace is not the first word that, that comes to mind. One of the definitions that I've uh, found for grace is the condition or fact of being favoured by God. And I think that's really key because there is a favour that comes from God in times of uncertainty and we as Christians have access to that. So I want to look at one of the first ways that we can have favour in times of uncertainty. And the first thing, and again this might seem quite obvious but I think it's very profound at the same time, and that is to choose to thank God for uncertainty and uncertain times. You might be thinking, why on earth would you thank God for something that's bad? Uh, and, and I can see why you would initially think that. However, there is a biblical principle uh, here. In 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, it doesn't say give thanks in some circumstances, or give thanks when things are going good, or give thanks if um, you're feeling secure. It says give thanks in all circumstances. Now, for some people, this is quite easy during the pandemic. I know of a number of people who have found themselves off work uh, with pay and in some cases getting paid more than they would have had they been at work. Um, they're really enjoying the time. Uh, they're in good health. They don't know anybody who has uh, been particularly affected by it. And generally, life is good. And, and so they are probably feeling very, very thankful, at least for the, the benefits of uh, corona uh, for them. However, there are other people who... It's been incredibly difficult. Perhaps you haven't been able to see loved ones. Perhaps you've had um, major surgery going on in your family. Perhaps uh, it could be any number of circumstances. Perhaps you were unemployed just before or lost your job just before the pandemic hit. And for you, it's an incredibly uncertain time. And the last thing that you're thinking or feeling or have been thinking or feeling is, I want to thank God. But I just want to share with you a story. And um, it's a story by a woman named Corey Ten Boon. She's a very famous Christian who uh, is Dutch and during the Second World War she um, harboured and hid Jews from the Nazis in her house. And it's a fantastic book if you ever get a chance to read her book. 
But long story short, she eventually was caught and sent to a concentration camp. And in this concentration camp, the conditions were horrendous. Uh, her only saving grace is that she was sent there with her sister. And uh, sadly, her sister died while they were there. Uh, and, and only she barely made it out. But while they were there, um, her sister had this un failing faith in God to, to thank him in all circumstances and they found themselves in, a, in the barracks that they were placed, placed at one day and um, they, they went in and, and her sister said we need to thank God and uh, the place was infested with fleas everywhere and, she's, and Corey said well we can't thank God for this it's infested with fleas you know we can thank God that we're not dead or we can thank God uh, for this and that but I'm not thanking God for fleas and and her sister said, no, we need to thank God for everything. And so they, she, she reluctantly sat there and, um, and basically just prayed and thanked God that there were fleas in the barracks. Anyway, as it turns out, um, a couple of weeks later, what they've been doing a secret Bible study with scraps of Bible verses that they had in their pocket that they managed to store before they were arrested. And they were using this barracks that was full of fleas to do this Bible study. And they thought for weeks and weeks, they thought, why on earth have we not been discovered yet? How, how are we still able to do this? And they were able to meet together and pray together and encourage each other. And as they were doing that, a few weeks later, Corey realized that the reason that they hadn't been found out, the reason they were allowed to pray together, to encourage each other in such a hard time and read these scriptures that they had, was because the, none of the officers wanted to go anywhere near where they were staying because it was infested with fleas. And had it not been for those fleas, they wouldn't have been able to have that community together where they were able to pray and read the Bible. And she realized then that actually you can thank God in all circumstances, even if you don't understand what God is doing. Something that might sound obvious, but maybe we forget, is that God knew exactly when corona was going to break out. God knew it was going to happen. God had a plan for what he wanted to do during Corona. God had a plan for his church. God had a plan for us. And yes, we can thank God for coronavirus. Maybe not thankful that people are dying. Of course not. But we can still choose to thank God for what he is going to do in the midst of this time of uncertainty. And that's true for anything. There's always going to be times of uncertainty in our lives. Um, whether that's being a, a new job, you've just started a new job, you're moving home, uh, you're trying to sell your house like we are at the moment. Maybe you've started a new relationship. Maybe you have health problems, work problems, family feuds, imprisonment, persecution, worldwide pandemics, war, famine. The list goes on. There's always going to be times of uncertainty. And we have the choice during these times. We can A, choose to grumble and moan and run to the hills in fear. Or we have an opportunity to make a choice and thank God. And it can seem ridiculous. Thanking God for fleas seems ridiculous. Thanking God for coronavirus seems ridiculous, but we have a ridiculously gracious and powerful God. A God who can turn any situation for good. And a God who, by the way, has a plan for everything we're going through and who is certain. So I just want to encourage you, during times of uncertainty, which you will face forever, choose to thank God and see what he does. When I uh, think back to the early church, that's where my mind has been going as I've been preparing this uh, preach. And the, the reality is for the Christians in the early church in the first, first, second and third century AD, it was an incredibly uncertain time. It, it would make this global pandemic look like a cakewalk. It was, uh, you know, you didn't know whether the next day you would be arrested by the authorities and killed. Many of the, well, all of Jesus' apostles bar one were um, martyred and killed for their faith. Some were stoned to death. 
some some were uh, crucified, some upside down, all sorts of horrendous, horrible ways to die. And they were the religion was made illegal quite early on by the Roman Empire, and it was a life or death situation trying to talk about God and share the gospel of Jesus. And it was an incredibly uncertain time. And during this uncertain time, we have Paul writing to the church in Philippi, saying this to them, bearing in mind all this is going on. He says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, which was also part of rejoicing, being thankful, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. If Christians in the early church were told during that time where they could have been killed at any moment, persecuted, thrown in jail at any moment, were told to rejoice always with thanksgiving, then it's something we need to listen to. And in a time where it seems very uncertain and we don't know what's going to happen in the future, I'm, I'm pleading with you, please choose to be thankful. Choose to thank God, even if it seems crazy. God can do anything. And it's amazing what God can do with our thanks. The second thing that we can choose to do to live in the grace of uncertainty uh, and the favour of God is to choose to turn uncertainty into opportunity to grow in faith, remembering the promises of God. As I was preparing for this preach, I, was, um, I went back to the Old Testament and I was thinking about the people of God because I was wondering, you know, is this the only time that there's been uncertainty? And of course it's not. And for the people of God, there were so many times of uncertainty in the Bible. And there's always times of uncertainty for the people of God. But one thing that I've noticed is consistent throughout is that whenever there's been a time of uncertainty, there's always been a promise of God for them to rest on, a certain promise from God. And I think about the, the Jews and all of the terrible trials that they had to go to, some of them of their own uh, doing, but they, they had all of these different times of uncertainty throughout the ages. And God clearly says in Deuteronomy, and it's a great promise to the people of God, and it's something that they can choose to hold on to, it's something that we can hold on to, because according to Galatians, we are all heirs to the same promises as all of the people of God in the Old Testament, if we are in Christ. And it, sa it says this in Deuteronomy uh, 30, verses 5-3, that the Lord your God will bring you back from captivity, and have compassion on you, and gather you again from all the nations where the Lord your God has scattered you. If any of you are driven out to the farthest parts under heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will bring you. Then the Lord your God will bring you to the land which your fathers possessed, and you shall possess it. He will prosper you and multiply you more than your fathers. And, you know, we see at, time, at the times in history when the Jews have faced times of uncertainty, when they've lent and trust and held on to the promises of God, it's changed their circumstances and it's kept them going. And I just want to encourage us as a people of God that we need to trust in his promises during times of uncertainty. It's a choice. You choose to trust in what God said and take him at his word. It says, Jesus said this to uh, his disciples in the New Testament, which is incredibly relevant for us today on his famous Sermon on the Mount, he said this, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, 
A lot of people are worrying about their lives right now. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, seems quite relevant, about your health, about corona. What you will wear is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you of little faith? Do, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his, and right, and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. The best thing we can do in times of uncertainty is to choose to trust in God and allow it to be a time where we are growing in faith. You need to choose to turn uncertainty into opportunity to grow in faith, remembering the promises of God. The other way that we can grow in the favour of God during times of uncertainty and living and living in his grace is to choose to allow times of uncertainty to save us from ourselves. It's so easy to become comfortable or apathetic or self-obsessed, only tending or concerning to the issues that face you and yours. Whilst this is a noble pursuit, we have to remember that there is a hurting and broken world out there that we are called as the people of God to help mend, to put the world to right. And it's an opportunity in times of uncertainty to get beyond the issues that immediately face us and start to realise that there is a hurting and broken world out there and we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. And I was reminded as I was reflecting on this a story of an incredible missionary called Jim Yost, a personal hero of mine. And he, uh, spent, he spent his entire life really, his entire adult li life ministering to people in Indonesia in a place called Papua. Uh, he went to a tribe of unknown people's group and completely started a revival amongst their tribe to the point where 90% of the tribe were all professing Christians. And as he was doing all this, he, the, uh, the Boxing Day tsunami hit in the early 2000s and he went immediately, because he was living there, there to help all the people who had been affected. And as he saw all the death and all the damage and all the destruction and all these souls lost to the abyss, he... he, he cried to God and said it's just not enough I'm, I'm I'm not doing enough and you know compared to someone like me or your average Christian he was doing far more as far as I'm concerned and yet he, he got to this place he 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 found himself in a, in a time of uncertainty of, of great disaster and it, God gave him a new perspective and a new perspective to say you need to do more that we need to do more I need to do more to look after this world to all these people are going to hell because they've died and they didn't know Christ. And, uh, and from that he started a movement of churches and has now been responsible for uh, starting one of the largest Christian movements that we see around the world in Indonesia because of a time of uncertainty. God took a horrible situation like that tsunami that killed countless thousands, far more than Corona has in this country, and God used that to put on the heart of a man a vision that has 
completely change that, na the na that nation and, and the world. And that is the power of times of uncertainty. If we allow God to save us from ourselves, from our limited perspective, and actually think about and ask him, what is it that you really want us to do in this world? And I've been challenged myself as I've been preparing this, this message to ask God to show me how I can impact the world more. And it's as simple as starting with a prayer, God, how can you use me more? God, I recognise during this time of uncertainty that we live in a very uncertain world, that we don't, don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know where I'm going to be tomorrow. God, would you help me and show me what it is you want me to do? Save me from myself, from my selfishness, from my small-mindedness, and help me to look at the bigger picture during this time. So that's it, really. Three ways in which we can be in the favour of God, grow in the favour of God, live in the grace of God during times of uncertainty. Number one, thank God for uncertain times and uncertainty and recognise that he's a certain God that we can rely on. Number two, choose to turn uncertainty an opportunity to grow in faith. And we do that by remembering the promises of God over us as a people. And number three, choose to allow times of uncertainty to save us from ourselves and ask God for the bigger picture. I hope you're encouraged and God bless.